morning we're going to talk about uh, the idea of impression, of what it really is to follow after Jesus and what he uh, thinks about our obedience and really our, our relationship with him. I know that we're coming to the end of the school year and uh, uh, can I get an amen? Like, amen, it's just good, you know. Uh, uh, I don't want to be one of those preachers that has to have that interaction, you know, amen dependent and stuff like that, but uh, sometimes you just need one, you know what I mean? So uh, the end of a school year, and I realized that awards are always given out at school, and uh, how many of you ever got slighted for an award? You felt like you deserved one, and uh, come on, <laughs> some of you are still harboring it, you're in your 80s, and uh, that one year in first grade, I remember that, you remember the guy's name, and you remember the look on your teacher's face when she gave it to somebody else, uh, but you know about what it is to be slighted, to not be acknowledged. Uh, that, that happens sometimes uh, in, in the school, uh, but it also happens sometimes at work. You, you work hard and you think you deserve a position or uh, a promotion, and you get slighted, you get overlooked, and uh, you start weighing the scales. Well, I'm better than them because of this, and they should have gave it to me because of this, and so on and so forth. You, you, you see in your own mind, you're going, this is wrong, this is injustice. Uh, there are other times, or maybe on a, a, a sports team, where uh, you feel you've been overlooked. You feel like there's, uh, someone has gotten a position or a, a specific role in the team where you thought you deserved it. This morning, we're going to look at a passage uh, that puts stark contrast into two sons, two sons, uh, one that obeyed and one that did not. Uh, I want to, you to turn there, if you haven't already, it's in Matthew chapter 21, and I'd like to start reading for you uh, as we look at God's Word down at verse 28, 28. If you'd stand in honor of God's Word, uh, I'd like to read that for you. God's Word says this, Jesus is speaking and he says, What do you think? A man has two sons. And he went to the first first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he changed his mind and went. He went to uh, the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first, Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe Him. God, we ask Your blessing on Your Word. May Your Spirit be our teacher. Uh, help especially the little ones here today that they might understand uh, what it means to follow after You. We thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Two sons. Two sons. 
Jesus now speaks in a, a story that he wants to make a point. And, you, and if you've been here the last few weeks, you realize that, that Jesus has been exerting his authority. He's been showing that he has authority over uh, the city, over the plan, over uh, a fig tree, over the future, over the temple. Uh, Jesus has been showing his authority. His authority is challenged by religious leaders. Now, kids, when you think about religious leaders, uh, it's kind of hard to think about, but they would be like pastor types. Uh, they would be people that uh, others look to for spiritual wisdom and, and for direction. And when Jesus came, uh, he didn't check in with them and ask if it was okay if he shared what he wanted to share because Jesus was over them. And so he came and he, he just shared. And sometimes his message didn't agree. Quite a bit, his message didn't agree with those religious leaders. And so uh, uh, talking about authority, now he brings some stories, some pictures to explain what he meant. And the, this one for us this morning is the story of two sons. And Jesus starts out with a question. What do you think? What do you think? As you consider this story, what do you think? What, what conclusions does it bring to you? And really, the question he's asking is not just what do you think, is which son are you? As he looks to the religious leaders, as he looks to his disciples, he says, which son are you? Which kind of son are you to me? And then for us this morning, uh, who do you want to be like? Who do you want to be like? Kids, it's super important that you think about this. Who do you want to be like? Uh, we do it all the time. In fact, um, you, you know, it, it, when it comes to your clothing, when it comes to your clothing, kids, I want to tell you, everybody, everybody looks to somebody else and says, oh, I saw them wearing this. I saw this picture. I want to wear that. I want this kind of look. And you've got to ask the question, who do you want to be like? Uh, there's a, this important thing for us all, all the time. We, we look to those who are older than us. We look to those who are more accomplished and we say, I want to be like them. And it's important that we choose the right one. This morning there are two options. And you've got to ask the question, who, who do I want to be like? Which son do I want to follow? Follow in his footsteps. Go the way he goes. Live the way he lives. And so we come to the two sons. Uh, son number one. Son number one. Uh, um, this man, it says the man had two sons, and he went to the first son and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. You know what he told them to do? Uh, the, it, through all kinds, of, it was do weeds. It was weeds. He was supposed to weed whack. Uh, the June 15 deadline was coming, and... Uh, he says, go out in the vineyard and take care of the weeds. Uh, I, no, I made that up. Uh, we don't know what he told him out in the vineyard, but it, it's this connection. It was the father's, uh, it was his land. It was, it was a common thing. You have, a, you have your land, you have your vineyard, and somebody needs to go work. He comes to his son, uh, and he says, son, go and work in my vineyard. And the son gives the natural reaction from his heart to his father. No, I don't want to. Why? 
Can't you get my brother to do it? Uh, There was a long list of things that he could have said, but the gist of it was this. He didn't want to go. I think we can all relate to some degree. Uh, He was asked to go work in the vineyard, go to work, uh, do what the father asked. Uh, You know, this is what's so hard about when your parents say, uh, clear the table, do the dishes, feed the dog. Uh, go mow the lawn, go cut the weeds, go, the, the heart of that is what they're asking you, and this is why it's so hard, is go, do what I want you to do, serve me, serve me. Uh, you you know, at the, the, the difficulty of our own heart, our sinful heart, is not to serve others, but it's to serve ourselves. And which cries up within us when somebody says, uh, can, can you do this for me? You say, you, you say, no. And the reason why is because I'm busy serving myself, doing my own thing. Uh, that's why we can't serve. And so this, uh, this young man, this son, we assume it to be a grown son. Jesus is making this story up. It's, it's something common. Is Go do this. Go serve me in this way. He's like, no. Um, he didn't say why, but I'm sure he could have came up with some great reasons why he shouldn't go. No, I won't go. But it says this in verse 29. So he answered, I will not, but afterward changed his mind and went. Changed his mind. I, I think this morning uh, I really want to uh, point out this, this change of mind that's in focus here. That the son thought about it at first and he said no but as he thought about it he came to the conclusion that he should go and he did he did it was a change of mind that led him to walk that way to go and do go and do what a picture of what we're doing here this morning uh this is not uh go do whatever's on your heart and follow your dreams and Uh, do whatever you think is best this time we come together is hearing from God and following after him and specifically as we've gone through the book of Matthew it's hearing from the new king and his name is Jesus and so uh, the first son he hears the message and his first response is no but as he thought about it his mind was changed and he went and he went uh, that's son number one. Son number two, verse 30, uh, says this of the, the father. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, uh, I go, or I'll go, I'm, I'm there, sir, in respect. But it says this, but did not go. Did not go. Same thing. Uh, go, serve me. Go out into the vineyard. Uh, work for me okay this is the call this is the call to the son and the response should have been and it's interesting this whole vineyard thing uh family relationship why you know uh it's a a picture a vineyard would have been wealth it would have been the land the the, that's bearing wealth and and when the father asks uh of the son the son could have connected the dots and said well this is all going to be mine someday this is a part of my wealth. 
this is something that, uh, though not today, is a blessing for me as well. But the second son, as he looked at this, he heard the message from the father, go and work. And his first response is, yes, I'll go. But when it came to getting up and walking that way and doing, he didn't go. He didn't work. He didn't go out into the vineyard. He didn't serve the Father. As we look at this, as you look at at verse 30, I'm sorry, verse 31. Uh, Jesus asks the important question. Which of the two did the will of the Father? And the answer is simple. It's not, it's not complicated. I, I think everybody gets it. Uh, son number one or son number two. And there's some different translations that put them back way. But uh, the one who went out and worked in the, the vineyard, uh, did he do the will of the Father? The one who went and worked. Yes. And the one who didn't go, did it, right? You guys are brilliant, even at the end of the school year. Even at the end of the school year. Uh, you, you see, it's, it's obvious. It, it's not something complicated. Uh, one did the will. Uh, he, his first response wasn't so good, but as he thought about it, his mind was changed and he went. And the other had a great first response, but didn't go. Didn't go. So that, that brings us to two groups, um, two groups. Jesus is not just telling stories. Uh, how many of you know uh, people who tell stories, you know, storytellers? My family might accuse me from time to time of being a storyteller. Um, and <laughs> there's a certain thing that distinguishes Jesus from most of us here. Uh, Jesus, when he told a story, uh, at the end of the story, there was always a point to it. I'm not saying anything about any of us here, but sometimes you're just talking. You're just telling stories and reflecting on good times. Uh, uh, liking to hear ourselves talk sometimes. Anyways, uh, I throw myself under that bus as well. Um, Jesus isn't just telling stories. He's telling a story to make a point. He's connecting the dots them he's he's saying let me explain to you this by telling you about that he he says these two are connected in fact he's going to go in sections here and and connect to the same piece and he's talking about the authority of those who are coming uh those religious leaders those who have followed uh in in the way of the temple and he tells this story about these two sons and now Jesus, he asks the question, which son did the will? And it's simple. It's the first one, the one who went to work out in uh, the vineyard. Jesus follows that. Uh, in verse 31, he says this. They, they said, the first, Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. Whoa, Jesus, we were just talking about sons working and I I was there with you and then you connect it to tax collectors and prostitutes. 
whoa, how did we get there? What, what are you saying, Jesus? It, it was probably shocking to their heart. When you think about uh, the, the, the people that he's talking about, he's talking about dirty, wicked people. Dirty, wicked people. We have a lot of kids here this morning, and I want to ask you kids, this, uh, uh, when you grow up, when you grow up, do you think your mom and dad want you to be dirty, wicked people? Do you think God wants you to be dirty, wicked people? You say, this has got to be a trick question. I'm following you, Pastor, but I don't want to answer. Make my mom answer for me, <laughs> okay? Uh, dirty, wicked people. It sounds, it's counterintuitive. It doesn't make sense. Uh, when we think about, we're in the church, you know, Pastor, we're in the church. Shouldn't we talk about nice things and being good? And, uh, you know, and we are, and we are. I, but he, he makes this point of dirty, wicked people are going into the kingdom before you. And so you got this picture of uh, these religious leaders and they're standing there proud and they're questioning of Jesus and they're, they're questioning his authority and, and Jesus is connecting the dots for them saying, look, the, the thieves, those tax collectors, those ones that are, are hated in, in our society because they steal from uh, rich, not just to give to the, not to give to the poor, but for themselves, they're sellouts, they're wicked people, and and this idea of prostitutes, kids, dirty people, dirty, this idea of of doing things that your mom and dad told you not to be a part of, is watching things and being a part of. It's important, kids. Kids, I want to tell you this. It's important that you protect your mind. When your mom and dad say, don't watch that, that's good. Thank God for your mom and dad. Mom and dad, say it more often. If you say it 10 times a day, say it 20 and enforce it, okay? It's important. It's this idea. And you say, but Jesus is saying those thieves, those wicked people, those dirty people, those are the ones that are going to go into the kingdom of God before you. Uh, we start out talking about who, who wins awards, who gets places, who gets accolades, and the idea that uh, somebody spots them and says, you're good. Jesus is standing before, we assume his disciples, we assume these religious leaders, and he tells the story of the two sons, and, and if they were to ask the question, which son are you? They're saying, well, we're the good son who went and did what, and, and Jesus says, let me, let me clarify for you. Thieves, thieves, wicked people, dirty people will enter before you. Whoa. Uh, that would have been a shocking message to you, as it, uh, uh, to them, as it may be to you this morning. As we consider this, uh, verse 32, uh, there, there's two groups of people. There's the dirty people, but then there's the, the second group, and I'll just label them as the thinking that they were clean people. Thinking that they were clean people. Uh, this morning, uh, maybe some of us fall into this category, the thinking that we're clean people. Jesus says this in verse 32. Uh, he talked about the dirty people, and now he, in verse 32, he says, For John... John the Baptist, once again, he's already talked about John the Baptist. 
came uh, to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. Did not believe him. As John the Baptist came, we've talked about this many times in our study of the book of Matthew. What was his message? Repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You need to change. You need to give up your old way for this new way of following after Jesus. For this new idea of surrendering to Him. Of giving up your works identity. I, 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 wanna, I want you to see this. What, so, so John the Baptist, he was kind of on the outskirts of town. The people came. Uh, John the Baptist didn't say, hey, you're good, you're good, you're good. Just do more good things and you'll be better. That wasn't his message. His message was stop trying to be good. Stop being the one who's uh, good in and of yourself, but come and surrender and follow after Jesus. Repent, change your mind in and, and the kingdom of him, follow him in his kingdom. So, so you get this picture. That was John's message. That was also Jesus' message, okay? Jesus followed that up. But John the Baptist is what's in view here. You have John the Baptist, and he says, this is, was your message to these religious leaders. What was the response of the religious leaders? It was simple. We don't need that message. We're, we're already good. Yeah, there might be some people that are dirty, but it's not me. There might be some people that are wicked and, and greedy, but it's not me. They rejected the message of John the Baptist because they didn't see it as themselves. So that's why I label this group of people the thinking that they were clean people. Because they thought that they were clean, but they weren't. He brought them this way of righteousness. They, he showed them the way to go. And it says in verse 32, and you did not believe him. It, it's a picture of, a lot of times in the New Testament, this word believe is, is a word of faith. It's a word of faith. And it, it's the idea of accepting the message and being changed by the message. But what they did to this message is they pushed it away. And they did not believe it. They rejected it. Uh, this morning, the danger for us is that we think, uh, oh, I've been raised in the church. I go to Bear Valley Church. I get to Bear Valley Church. I, uh, I, I know the Bible. I know what it says. I, I've read this. I've memorized this. I, I've done all this. I have this. I am good. I am good. Instead of seeing ourselves as a needy sinner. Needy sinner. This morning, uh, be careful that you do not fall in the category of those who don't believe in Jesus, but believe in yourself, that you're good enough in and of yourself. Jesus confronted uh, this group of religious leaders and anybody else who was there, uh, saying, you, you heard John's message, you heard what it said, but you did not believe. And then he says this, coming back to the tax collectors and prostitutes, he says this, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. Uh, let me talk about the, the dirty people thing again. Let me, let me be careful with that. Um, is it good to be dirty? Is it, good to, uh, is it good to be dirty? No. Okay. You're thinking it through and I appreciate the thought, but... after 10 o'clock I mean come on uh, 
It's third period, isn't it, guys? Uh, so uh, uh, it's after tuck. So is it good to be dirty? No. And, and you could read through this passage quickly and say this. There's the dirty, wicked people category, and there's the religious leaders category. Those are the two categories, the two groups in view. And which one is, is the good son? It's the dirty people. And you go, so you could conclude, you could conclude, so let's go be dirty. Let's go be wicked, dirty people. That's not what Jesus is saying. Uh, that, that's not the conclusion that he wants to bring to us. Kids of all ages, um, he's not talking about sinners who cling to their sin. Sinners who cling to their sin. You know, I, I'm just a cussing Christian. I'm just a dirty Christian. I'm just an uh, immoral Christian. This is who I am. And, and you, even as I say that, you're cringing. Good, I'm glad. God has not called us to be that. He's called us out to be holy people. But I want to tell you, in and of ourselves, we are dirty people. We are dirty people. Apart from the work of God, that's where we are. That's what we do. That's what we have done. And some of us want to act like, uh, you know, I, I've, I've never thought about those things. I've never been tempted by those things. I'm never, you know, I'm not like the people, the other people at Bear Valley Church. Those people, they have a background. They have stuff going on. They, you know, they have, you know, scars and scrapes. Because, and I'm just telling you, that's, you know, I'm not like them. I want to tell you, apart from Christ, yes, you are. You may not have done the acts. You may not have, bear, your body might not bear the outward scars of sin. But it does bear the marks of sin. Of the things that you have done. And, and, and the point of coming to Christ is this. That we come as needy people. And we continue to be needy for Him. Apart from Him, we will walk, go right back to those deeds of the flesh. As we look at God's Word, I, I want you to know that, that He is not calling us uh, as dirty people to believe and then go back to our dirty deeds. But He is calling us as to sinners. And He says, you don't have to cling any longer to the sins that you have committed. But sinners who are called at whatever they're doing, whatever's going on, the most wicked of sins, sinners are called with the message, repent, 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 and now live your life serving me. Repent. As we look at this, we realize that uh, there start, starts out being two groups of people, but when they hear the message of Jesus, everything can be changed. Everything. There are some sinners with obvious outward sins, but there are other sinners with acceptable sins, right? Sins that nobody notices, sins that uh, somewhat are praised even in our culture and time today. Oh, they're just confident. They're just successful. They're, they're just... Um, a good leader. They're just disciplined. Uh, those same words can be used for greedy, proud people. 
those same sins are just as wicked in the eyes of God as those outward things that are so easy to identify. There are sinners with obvious and outward sins. There are sinners also with acceptable sins that may uh, fool themselves and others, but in the end, they're needing of Jesus. Jesus makes clear uh, with this last, uh, really is tie-up for this particular story, this particular parable. Um, he says this in, in the end in verse 32. He says, you, uh, And even when you saw it, you did not afterwards change your minds and believe Him. So at this point in Jesus' earthly ministry, uh, John was the forerunner before Jesus really came on the scene Uh, John shared the message. Then Jesus comes on the scene, shares a similar message, and then he goes about teaching, doing miracles, and and it's clear at this point who Jesus is. And Jesus says to them, he says, look, you, you didn't believe, you didn't believe. And even when, and even when, after time had gone on, you saw this message playing out. Even then you didn't believe. As we look at this, uh, we see one group of people who started out dirty. They started out dirty. We see another group of people who started out looking great. Everyone looked at them and said, oh, they're the holy ones of our our city, of our temple. They're, They're the ones that you have a dirty group of people and one that seems holy. But then as Jesus goes to the end, he looks to this group of dirty people who have listened to the message that I need to change and repented and changed and followed. And then there's this other group that thought that they were clean, but they remained dirty. This morning we sang a song, In Christ the Solid Rock I Stand. Part of the song says this, Dressed in His righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. How can that happen? How can that be? It can't be except by following Jesus. It can't be through the things that you have done. It has to be through the things that Jesus did for you on the cross. Three things that we can take away this morning uh, that may be helpful for you as you process through this. First one is this. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. Um. Jesus is not for old people, kids. He is for old people. And old people uh, should cling ever tighter uh, to Jesus. Uh, Their experience showing that without Jesus, bad things happen. And knowing that the, the end is coming to cling even dear, knowing that you will need him. In the following days. That's true for old people. It's true for kids as well. Uh, You know, as Pastor Brandon gets up here with his solemn face and he starts talking about the future and this and what's going to happen next, you know why he looks that way? Because he knows. Because he knows. It's not easy. It's not easy growing up. He knows the the pitfalls that are going to be out there for you. This isn't his first rodeo. Like he's talked to graduates and as they've gone out and some of them have done great and others have gotten mowed over by the things of this world. 
middle school, high school, college, after. He's seen it. And so for us to remember that everybody needs Jesus, you may look at people and say, uh, you know, that's, that's a good person and that's a bad person. Forget that stuff. Forget it. And say this, that's a person who needs Jesus. That's a person who needs Jesus. And I need Jesus. And I need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. Second thing is following Jesus means moving. Means moving. Uh, You can say, uh, I have decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to go to the vineyard. I'm going to go do what God wants me to do. I'm going to uh, change. I'm gonna, uh, and, but if you don't, you didn't mean it. You didn't mean it. It wasn't true belief. Belief went like this. Uh, they heard the message of John. They heard the message of Jesus. They watched him. And guess what it caused them to do? It caused them to change. And so the, the connection is not just the idea of saying something. It's the idea of moving, of moving, of going in the way of Jesus. It's of doing what he wants you to do. It's not that it's going to look pretty all the time. It's not going to necessarily look like uh, we're going to put you on a poster of what it means to look like a Christian. And you're not going to be the model. You may not be the model of anything, okay? Um, Nor myself. But it's the idea that we are, are, I'm walking with Jesus. I don't know what this looks like. I, I, he has caused me to move towards him, to do what he wants me to do. Um, following Jesus means moving. Um, and the third thing, similar to the second, is that our words and actions are connected and they reveal our heart. Our words and our actions are connected and they reveal our heart. Some of us are great talkers. Great talkers. We can talk a great game. Uh, we can sing a great game. We can give the right answer. But our actions connect and they, they reveal our heart. They reveal where we're at. They reveal uh, what God has done inside. And I want to tell you, they reveal whether we believe in Him or not. Be careful. Be careful. Uh, when we say, oh yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus, I, I've done this, I've made this commitment, and yet you're not willing to do what He wants you to do. That shows, that reveals where your heart is at. Uh, you say, well, this has just been a part of my life forever. You know what? He, if, if He's called you from where you were as a dirty person, as a wicked person, He's called you out of that. He's called you into a life of repentance, of change. And you say, well, I can't change. You're right. That's why he called you. And that's why you need him. Because without Jesus, you're stuck in that dirty life. You're stuck in that wicked life. He calls you out of that and will give you strength uh, to change and to be a different person. This morning, um, this is for uh, a message for all of us, obviously. And we need to ask the question, who, who do we want to be like? Which son? Which son is the one that we follow? Please join with me in prayer. And God, we ask your blessing on this time and your word. Uh, God, we have looked at it. Um, sometimes it's hard for us to sort things out. Uh, sometimes we fall into a cultural idea of uh, your son Jesus. 
that um, we can just say things, but uh, it, it doesn't really have to be from our heart or words that we really mean. God, we ask that you would help us to sort this out. I pray that we would be a church of followers of Jesus, uh, not, not people who just say words, but that you change our life in such a way that we now are going in a different direction of following after your son, Jesus. Thank you for your church. Bless us according to your riches, not according to what we deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. You are dismissed.